Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Y'all, what the hell happened today? <laughs> I was minding my own business, doing a meeting about the Terraform albums and dropping singles and, and getting all the, the data ready, you know, finishing a music video. Like, I was just doing regular hip-hop stuff, and I was, like, you know, keeping my eye on the, uh, the Georgia runoff. I get off the meeting, and these white people done stormed the Capitol building. The, uh, nobody told me that somebody greenlit the legislator. The legislation got greenlit. Hood politics. So here's what a green light is. A green light usually comes from prison. <laughs> Which is what I think old Trumpy is avoiding with all this. But a green light come from prison. And that's basically says, remember the on-site episode? It's a lot of the same things. Green light just basically means we, the leadership of your gang, have decided that these particular people, if you see them and you commit acts of violence towards them, everything is okay. You have our permission to execute judgment towards anything that we say to do now these things are never i mean this goes back to like season two of red couch no one ever says these things directly you have to infer them you have to understand the code there's a way to say you can't just tell people go murder somebody you have to say things y'all see mob movies we need to take care of this situation they need to be taught a lesson these are corny ways to say what actually does happen which is essentially green light and again this stuff come from the powers that be. There is a hierarchy. If you haven't figured that out yet, among street 
life, there is a hierarchy. The higher you get on the chain, the further you are from the actual crime. You understand that? Bosses, like I told you before, bosses don't go to jail. You, you, you know, unless you're a weak boss. You go out in the blaze of glory. You're supposed to go out like Escobar. There is no peaceful transition <laughs> of power. Even if you pass the set to your child, there's no peace. It's just, they gangsters. You understand what I'm saying? Now, that said, there's something interesting that I've noticed about high-ranking officials in gang life. Now, again, I, I, again, I want to reiterate, I just grew up around this stuff. I have family involved in this stuff. But again, remember, propaganda, you right, I ain't had a stones. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of stuff I was like, yo, this, this stuff ain't for me. I picked up a graffiti can. So there was a lot of information I wasn't necessarily privy to because I wasn't a part of the actual set. But I was affiliated. Does that make sense? My family was involved. I got friends involved. I got, I got homies that, like, I know somebody that knows somebody. Which means that there are certain things that they didn't necessarily tell me was going to happen. But they knew. Because I was what you call a civilian. You with it? But here's what I've noticed about gang life as the higher you get in rank. Of course, to run a whole set, there has to be a level of sociopath inside of you. Where there's certain parts of you that just don't, that you've allowed to become callous just have no semblance of just the pain of others. A lot of it is your situation was so traumatic. Your need for family affirmation, you know, was met by this community that was involved in these gang activities. And then certain parts of you were affirmed, issues of loyalty, ability to ride, your respect, all these things that, you know, given the environment, were the things that you actually needed to actually succeed in this environment. So there's, there's a certain part of you that is like just utterly convinced that the enemy or the op, they families don't matter. Fuck your dead homies. Fuck you and your dead homies. Nigga, you don't matter. You are op, right? So there's a part of you that, that does feel that way. But there's also a part of you that I found... These bosses are remarkably fragile. Their egos, their they these niggas is sensitive. They are easily triggered. It is so easy to get under their skin. Cause when somebody don't tell you no long enough because they scared of you, you actually start to believe you can't get touched. But everyone knows. Anyone could get touched at any moment. But after a while, you start feeling so insulated. You start gathering. We said this before about Trump. You start winning so many wins. You start never taking no losses. You start really believing, you know what I'm saying? You actually, shit is actually working. And maybe you came in, like we said in part one, really just jugging on a lick. You were just like, yo, man, I mean, I'm going to hit this lick right here and make this money. You know, run this back to the hood, pass it to my family. We'll never, we'll never be hungry again. Maybe that was your situation. But then the power felt so good. You just kept sticking around. And I don't think there's anything more intoxicating than seeing a legion of foot soldiers doing your bidding, like going against their own self-interest. Yo, and what can be better than having a legion of foot soldiers that ain't afraid to die? You know what I'm saying? That 
will shoot back. They bust, we bust. Is there anything better? If you, I mean, is there anything better than that? Like these people not afraid to die. Well, I know what I saw in the news today. I'm like, listen, these white people ain't afraid to die. It's, and I and I mean we're gonna get to this later, but I'm pretty sure. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why the police ain't shoot because they know these white people will shoot back. They not afraid to die. Somebody in there with a Viking helmet. That man crazy. These people will die for this shit. And if you're a boss, that's what you need. Now, of course, that's not everybody. I did see a lady with a piano scarf. <laughs> a scarf that was piano keys that was like, I can't believe they just maced me. They just tased me. And the, the, it's like, did you know? You ain't know you was coming to a war, did you? With your little piano scarf. You was not. You didn't know what you signed up for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thought this was fun and games. Plenty of these people that probably thought this was just going to be fun and games. It was out here LARPing. Probably plenty of LARPers out this mug. So everybody probably wasn't ready to die. Some of these people, like, I don't know if y'all saw that dude that looked like Chip Gaines from uh, from Flip from House Flipper that was carrying the podium. I was like, yo, he better take this down to the silo. You the Magnolia Capital. You. It was funny. Anyway, you need somebody that ain't afraid to die. These people definitely taught me a lesson on looting, though. I mean, we out here looting liquor stores and Walmarts. My man looted the Capitol building. I was like, yo, we just think it too small, apparently. But yeah, somebody going to show up just like me, which was like, look, I'm just a part of this. I'm pretty sure it's a group of y'all that ain't know that the Proud Boys was planning this whole time because you just you just around the crazy. So you probably ain't know just like I ain't really know all the ins and outs of our hood. But I knew enough to know, hey, when them niggas move, I move. Anyway, it's a legion of soldiers that move when... The big homie tell them to. I, you, a lot of times people think, why would you engage in like criminal activities? Nigga, because it's rewarding. Like I just, it's very rewarding, especially if you good at it. And then it just becomes a challenge. Just like, well, it depends on how, you know, how tight your game is, how strong your hustle is, good your jib. You know, if you, uh, in the pimp world, this your jib, your, your talking game. Jibbing is just, that's your talking game. I'm sorry. Your, your ability to, to smooth talk, that's a jib. It's intoxicating, is is my point. But after a while, you start meeting some OGs. I know for me, you start meeting some OGs in their 40s and 50s, and you just really realize like they are in their own world. Like this, some of the stuff that they talk about, I'm just like, what planet are you on? Like, that's not, we not, that's not even real life, bro. Like, I noticed, I know that's the world you in, but like, fam, this got the world is so much bigger than this, bro. Like, you know, and, and it's just like, but they just, they in it. You know what I'm saying? When you in it, it's like, it's really all you see. You feel me? I've said this before way early in this concept of hood politics. You have to remember like the actual active gang members is maybe only 10, 15% of the actual like inner city people. Live. Like the rest of us was just like regular ass kids. I don't know. Just try to figure it out. You heard the homie Bamboo on one of the early episodes. He was like, man, I just started skateboarding. I was like, man, I, you know, I'm figure out how to do this. You know, he went in and out of juvie. Juvie is short for juvenile hall. When you go to juvie, you like, hey, man, we just all locked up in here. All of us are wearing this like LA County gray. I mean, and then you see the dudes on the outside, and it's like, oh, they what they said. They got to be cool. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, we was sitting in the, we was in the lunchroom together. You know what I'm saying? We was in, all in history class together because when you go to juvenile hall, when you go to camp, at least in California, you still got to go to school. So you, who sat next to me? You know what I'm saying? We was in the same cell block. Like, it's, I know this dude, but he from another set. So on the outside, you know, you can't act like that. The point I'm trying to make is, like, there's this universe that they exist in 
that you really feel like is the whole universe. And you need somebody to pull you out and say, hey, listen, dog, like it, the whole earth ain't like this, bro. Like, yo, the world is huge, homie. Like, what? but you in your own world. So when you in a crisis in your own world, you really feel the necessity to act on whatever you've been incited to act on. That's it. And when your leader give you a green light, no one else can talk you out of the action you finna take because you are convinced it's right. That's my boss. The boss sees more than we see. So we're going to do what we got to do. That's how it works. Fam, January 6, 2021, at a rally in the nation's capital, a president said thing in a very vague way that you only save your country by strength and might. You can't be weak. So we're going to walk down there and I'm going to walk down there with you to the Capitol building. We're going to support our guys in there. Not everybody. We're going to support our guys in there that are trying to defend and save our country. Let me tell you what that crowd heard. Green light. It was like, yo, yo, that was the cue. That was it. Remember to stand back and stand by. That's what we were standing by for. That's what the crowd heard. That's what we standing by for. We was waiting for this. This the green light. You heard the man. Are we finna get in trouble? Why? How? Nigga, the president told us to do it. These white people got past levels of security. One nigga was dressed as if this was the Revolutionary War drummer boy. What's wrong? What is wrong with y'all? Okay. <laughs> Bobby was dressed up. Another man had his shirt off with some Viking horns. What? Why? <laughs> Why y'all so goofy? Like, why they so goofy? And they got into the actual Capitol building. And here's the crazy part. They not dead. And one takeaway is, of course, must be nice to be white. But the other takeaway is, oh, they went with guns. Because apparently they ain't shoot back. Matter of fact, the police and security was like, yo, it's too many of them. Now, I done seen... Fights happen in high school where the teachers and the security was like, yeah, nah, it's too many. And then we just going to let them finish that up. I'm not going to step in there. You crazy. We can't stop this. Right. <laughs> I get it. I taught high school. Y'all remember before I did music, I taught ninth grade. I taught ninth grade in, in the city called Pomona, California. Let me tell you about Pomona. Okay. It ain't no slouch. The Pomona... Pomona got their street cred. And there was a few times I was like, yeah, I probably should let them finish. I'm not finna get in the middle of that. I hate to admit it, but I was like, ain't no point in all of us getting knocked out. <laughs> I waited till one of them niggas got a little tired. Then I slid in real quick. It was like, look, hey, y'all need to chill. Of course, I did the you know mediation and stuff after, but I'd rather these dudes knuckle up than it actually take it to the streets. That was the type of teacher I was. I'd rather y'all at least at least if we on campus, I can make sure that all y'all doing is scrapping. And then after that, maybe I rather than sending them to the principal, I send them down in our room and just be like, "Hey, listen, y'all got to scrap. Y'all knuckled it up. Now can we squash it? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let this run into the streets. Niggas don't need to die out here, cause and if you need to like." 
y'all need to call parliament with your with your with your neighborhoods over there. They was most of them were essays over there. Essays is short for like cholo. They were Latino gangs. If y'all need to like set up your little moments, how your little parliaments, how your OGs, how your veteranos, like set the whole thing up. Y'all go behind the alley and be like, okay, your boss, our boss, these little homies gotta scrap it out. You know what I'm saying? And y'all circle up and let these fools fight and and then that's it. And everybody agrees, okay, it's over now. They squashed it. Sometimes that happens. You feel me? That was kind of the some of the stuff I was doing, but I digress. So the police stepped back. Somebody died out this mug. A lady got shot out this mug. Like these fools came in with guns and they took over the doggone capital. And then the president, big homie, I like I I I was honestly like, I was honestly shocked. I was like, again, you taking the shtick out of out of my podcast because this is I mean this is like this doesn't need no explanation you was basically like right on y'all I got y'all but everybody, okay look it's when you giggling you ever you ever seen somebody getting roasted or, or or I'm gonna say it in a nice way if you're a parent or you're an adult and you watch your kids roast each other but it's kind of funny and then one of them catching feelings and you're like oh, okay okay everybody okay y'all chill man stop saying that stop talking about your little brother like that that's wrong but it's funny or, 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 you know, this is, I mean, it's a very adult answer, but like, it's still kind of funny though. But y'all gotta, y'all gotta, look, everybody stop, okay? I mean, y'all need to chill. I did that often, again, as a classroom teacher. Sometimes some of these kids got some good jokes off, and I was like, okay, y'all, okay, that was funny, but y'all gotta chill, okay? Everybody just relax. President was like, yo, <laughs> y'all doing it, nigga. But look, okay, look, everybody got to stop. I mean, like, think about the psychological, just the, the manipulation of that. Like, that is hood shit. You got somebody tied up. You got one of the enemies tied up, cornered on the corner of 4th and Soto. You on the wrong side of town. They wearing this fool out. Pocket check. They wearing this fool out. The fool comes in and goes, okay, guys, everybody, y'all, everybody, listen. Okay, you guys made your point. All right, everybody chill, okay? Okay, there, you happy? I told them to stop, right? I look, I told them to stop. Y'all heard me y'all heard me say it. I told my I told them to stop. I mean, are we we cool? Now if they don't stop, I mean uh, I told them. This is this is just full did. He was like, look, man, I look, I I don't know. I told him to stop. Smiling. What do you mean? I what do you mean, dude? I told him to stop. Duh. This y'all listen. It's crime boss. That's how it works. Because again, this is what I this is what we said in the beginning. They don't get their hands dirty. That's foot soldier stuff. They don't pull triggers. You got underlings. You got shooters that pull triggers. Bosses call shots. But like I said, they live in their own world. You like you're just this gangster world. Like that's their own. Listen, y'all. QAnon. Just what I've learned about actually doing my research for this for this podcast is really understanding as much as I can about the right-wing media or about our silos. And I do my best to make sure that even in the silo that I'm comfortable with, that I only keep one toe in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I only want one toe in that because I don't want to become where I believe it's the whole universe. So I be trying to peek my head into other universes and as much as I can while, while protecting my own mental health. That, like... That right wing media, y'all, it's like you it, you you radicalized in five minutes. Like you can't there's no lightweight that like when you when you in it, it's like you walk into that circle, that circle seals up 
with steel around you and you stuck in that mug. No information can go in and come out. Like it's a close, y'all gotta, that's a closed ecosystem. They got their own rules of gravity and physics inside of that mug that don't exist in the rest of the universe. Do you know one of them niggas had the nerve to say they're just doing what BLM does? But you try to tell me Black Lives Matter people would storm the... I, I can't even finish this thought. Another person said that these people was really just Antifa dressed up as MAGA. I, look, listen, when you in the game... <laughs> There's nothing nobody can tell you that this is what it is. These people was out here riding for their enemies, riding for the hood, riding for America. We patriots, homie. And the big boss told us that what we doing is right because this man is convinced, or at least he's telling everybody he convinced that this was a fraudulent election and the right thing to do to protect the integrity of the block. You feel me? It's the principality. It's the principle, cuz. Make sure y'all know we not out here playing. What's crazy is like, you know, obviously the, the easy one is to be like, listen, if this was like black or brown or Muslim people, like, oh man, they'd have killed the first three rows of people that tried to come into that building and everybody else would have backed off because they'd have killed us. And y'all would have been like, sure as I'm right. But um, I, that part really surprised me. Like they ain't even shoot over the heads. They didn't do none of that. I honestly think the police did exactly what I used to do when I taught. That they was like, okay, here's the thing. These white folks will shoot back. If we shoot, they shooting back. They not like, they not like Antifa. They not like Black Lives Matter. These people shoot back. So they was, they made their calculation. It was like, yo, we need to fall back. And a little bit of like civic minutia, like the National Guard can't go until somebody calls. Like a lot of these like different bureaucracies of like security and stuff like that, they're all ran by different departments and there's different protocols to get different people there. So it's like, okay, so I'm gonna give them that benefit of the doubt. Like you can't just like storm the building if you're the, you know, security team. Like you got, you got to follow the rules because you got lawsuits, you don't follow the rules. Which I don't know what they so afraid about because the police kill black people all the time and don't go to prison. So I don't understand why you were so worried about. <laughs> so we just witnessed the first presidential green light since 1816. And now they talking about the 25th Amendment, which is crazy because, again, this is still January 6th. So I don't know exactly what happened if they actually invoked this. I don't think they will. But basically they say this, that. The circle of bosses sit around and they say, okay, look, this nigga's crazy. He can't be calling these shots right now. He finna get, he done put the bag in danger. Whatever he's doing, he's putting the bag in danger. Like, we gotta live on. Remember, we talked about again, the hood comes first. Like, at the end of the day, man, your situation in the little world you living in, because if you haven't realized, Trump is consumed by the world he living in. The man stopped governing a while ago. You understand what I'm saying? That they would put Mike Pence in charge if the cabinet agrees that this man is like yo he can't do this job no more it's like yo you need to stand down it picture the last scene in training day denzel was about to get murdered and all them pyrus was like yeah you need to stop bro i don't know all i know is what you saw was a green light and this was one of the craziest green lights in american history at least the, at least in modern history. This man told these people, go do it. But then was able to be like, I ain't tell him to go do that. What you talking about? Y'all heard me. I told him to say, I, I told him, nah, I ain't say that. 
What you talking about? I told them to chill out. I told them I loved them. I appreciated their support because they there to support me. I appreciate it. And they moved on. Now, the final thing I'd like to add about this is how Mike Pence handled this. I, I, this is very interesting to me because apparently two days ago, Mike Pence, the vice president, walked into the president's office and was like, yo, son, there's nothing I can do about tomorrow. This is a formality as far as like stopping the affirming of the electoral college votes. He's like, Mr. President, I, I know you wanted, you wanted this to be this thing, but this is what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. Like, I don't have the power to stop it. I'm just reading it, bro. Like, that's how it works. Like, I don't, I don't understand why you're not listening to me. There's nothing I can do. And then the president releases this statement that same day saying, hey, the New York Times was saying that Pence told me there was nothing you could do. He was last fake news. Pence ain't never say nothing like that. That's not what happened. He didn't say that to me. We're on the same page. So here's what I'm picturing if my antennas are the way they are. Mike Pence absolutely said that to him. But he'd been... He's been scared of Trump this whole time, or at least been biding his time. I think he's scared of him, or at least scared of his followers. Because every time Pence opened his mouth, it's about how great Trump is. Every time. So in my mind, I'm like, it's not like Donald Trump respect that man. Because when you deal with just power, you don't respect the person you could bully. You keep him around because you could bully him. You don't respect him. Donald Trump respects Mike. He don't respect that fool. He's like, you ain't got, like, you ain't never grown a pair. You finna grow a pair right now? Here's what I, here's, here's the hood way that that happened. Mike Pence went in there to say that. Trump was like, shut the fuck up. I tell you what you think. And then that dude went to the press and was like, I, and was like, look, he ain't say that. That man, he didn't say that. Listen, I know he said he said that. He ain't say that. That's not what he said. Ain't that right, Mike? Looked at Mike. Mike was like, and then there was a hot mic this morning, as in a microphone, where he leaned over and said, yo, did my statement go out? The lady was like, yeah. And the statement went out, not addressing Donald Trump, not addressing him being punked the way that Trump tried to punk the, uh, the Georgia uh, uh, election officials on the call before, which clearly that's, that's what I'm trying. That's, that's my argument. Trump basically pulled, his, pulled Pence's card the same way he pulled the card of Georgia elected officials. He was basically like, nah, you finna do whatever I, whatever the hell I tell you to do. Pence was like, okay, I can't talk to you directly. So let me just address in this statement where I don't name no names because he's still kind of scared. You still got to finesse it. But I'm saying I don't, I'm going to do what the Constitution says to do, which is read the stupid papers that's already been proven. I just don't, like, is ridiculous that's what i'm finna do. and then you got a few few dudes in congress that were like they've chosen like we said before you chose either the hood or the bot i chose the bot and I, again i think that's for fear of losing the neighborhood but ultimately they probably trying to make some presidential bids for them later you know these are the same people finna vote for you but thing is like yo it's the old ass. You play with fire, you get burned. You can't just like, you can't just be playing with people's lives. Especially people that ain't afraid to pull triggers. You can't just play with people's lives. And they think, they called us animals. They call us people of color. We animals. We violent. Now, I'm not calling nobody else an animal. I'm just saying, when you push a person, and when you throw red meat to people that already feel like they disenfranchised, this is what the hell you get. 
America only understands violence. That's what I was trying to tell y'all during the during the, the George Floyd uprising. Seemed to me like our country only understands violence. That's the language we speak. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's just what happens. That's the only language we speak. You can't sow a bunch of seeds and then get mad when there's a forest. You've been planting trees this past 10. That's what that's what it that's what happened. Just like what we're trying to tell y'all. There's no resources in the city. You put drugs in the streets, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else you expected. But nah, it was a tinderbox already. Ayo, hey, president, he greenlit the Congress. Let that sink in. Podcast was recorded right here in my office. East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. Mixed and mastered by the one and only Matt Awa 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 Sawowski. And uh theme music, the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. We'll see y'all next week with hopefully something a little more funny than this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.